With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, because... oh hold on. <laughs> Come back after and tell more. <laughs> okay. Introduction started. It's a rumor. <laughs> it's a rumor. <laughs> Political structures is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human god to eliminate all risk from their life. Pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolt in Central America or Europe, the young people, all people who are more principled and not locked in and are not embedded with the government, they are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Okay, everyone. We have a very special show tonight. And before we get it launched, we'd like to play something out there to welcome somebody back to the show. Uh-oh, what is that? See, <laughs> that's not playing well. <laughs> oh no. Not working. <laughs> not working. <laughs> it's cacophony. There we go. All right, we tried. Welcome back, everyone, and uh, especially uh, Al Jordan, after a very, very long absence, uh, is joining us on the call tonight to regroup and refresh 
and restore uh, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, thoughts on crypto, all of the above. Al, we missed you. Uh, your Thank spirit, you. your your cynicism, your edge, your uh, <laughs> your bad side and your good side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You are Thank you God. are the you are the talk of the show tonight, Al. So I just wanted to clarify. Um, oh, no. We are we, we are we are huddled uh, around the fire right now, like a campfire, and 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 the embers. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more kindling on this fire, and we're gonna get no this thing rolling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yes, yeah. I did buy XRP, and yes. Rose and Bill have been educating me, and I've been following some of these YouTube videos. And uh, I, I must say, it's an amazing transformation that's going on in our financial system and our political system, uh, all of the above. And uh, it's, it's a brave new world, but at the same time, progress is being made, and we shouldn't lose hope. And um, it's, it's pretty pretty cool that uh, we're seeing full integration potentially with our current financial system, the depository right. trust company, uh, clearing mechanisms. I mean, you name it, there's a ton of money going into this. And uh, Steve's son, for God's sakes, is making some pretty good bucks uh, educating people with these amazing graphical uh, studies of technical analysis using this uh, the circle effect that he's got going. And, and, and guys are writing checks, you know, 100 right. Three hundred. I mean, he's making like a uh, thousand to two thousand dollars in every one of these charts that he puts out there, and he's doing That's live right. streams that are going on for six, seven, eight, twelve hours. <laughs> for God's That's sake. right. That's right. That's right. It's getting bigger so all the time. All over the world are, are interested in quality, interested in service, interested in perspective and analysis of, of what it is that's happening out there. So. That's true. That's true. It's going to get nothing but bigger and bigger, and um, not that it's going to be explosive growth. It's going to be it's going to be success, systemic growth um, on a, on a, on a global scale, and it's happening everywhere. People don't want government their money anymore. They want to be out. They want to be free of it. You know, they want to be free of a whole thing. So you know, people are just they're, they're afraid, but they're not so afraid that they want to put their toe in. That's what's actually happening, I think. Um, and you're right. It's the it's what's happening is that the the systemic stuff is happening. I'm always upside down. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that, uh, 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 where, you know, where, where we are is, you know, a, ch- a massive change. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen at the presidential level. Um, tonight, you know, this, this debate, not much of a debate. And you've got the president on the other side of the coin um, doing something similar. Uh, talking at, at these people, and yet we have so much confusion going on all around us. It's hard to know which which way is up in many, in many ways. Um, you know, remember how long we've had this problem with you know the, the borders. You know, I've got a solution, but I don't know that it would work or not. You know, um, there are 14 million people in the country; they're not supposed to be here. So why not just recognize that fact, have them rebuild the cities? You know, um, rather than uh, continue to put them in, in, you know, border, you know, uh, detention camps, camps, you know, just rebuild the country with, with that. And maybe, maybe pay them with Bitcoin. I don't know. Pay them pay them with, with Ripple. 
maybe begin a, a brand new economy, something along those lines. I'm not sure. Um, we're in a confused time, I think. What do you guys think? I mean, we, uh, where, do you, where, do you th- where do you see us heading? What do you think? Well, I know this, the globalist and the central bank is going down all over the world, and we're going to go back to the gold standard in America. That's pretty obvious. But I don't think everybody's really getting that information because they're listening to the wrong sources. <laughs> well, I think, they don't, that, I think that's right. Yeah. They don't think it could ever happen, but it's happening. Well, it is, it is happening because, you know, you, you're seeing South America turning in on itself again, and, and you're seeing instead of having com- countries fail, the, the people mm-hmm. in the other countries are saying, wait a minute, we're no longer, we're no longer tied to the central government. We're now we can get our money from Bitcoin, from, you know, Ripple. We can do anything we want and become, become more global in the way we participate in the economy. Um, and I, I, I think that our, our central government is totally confused right now. Um, they're not quite sure what's going to happen, you know. So what they're doing is they're, they're trying to amp, they're trying to amp up, um, you know, uh, the dollar, and it's not working. People just keep moving more and more and more of their efforts, you know, towards the uh, the cryptocurrencies. And while it's not a big deal right now, you know, in terms of the size, I think the amount of adoption technology, the blockchain, the cryptocurrency, the banks using, you know, Ripple. Bitcoin continuing continuing to, to grow, struggling, it starts you know starts and those kind and you know and then it flutters out and then it, it continues to grow again. It's still there. I mean, Bitcoin's been dead 50 times. It's still there, you know. And people don't people don't want to be, be you know tucked into the, to the political parties anymore. They don't want to be tucked into the governments anymore. The people just want to live. I think people want to be free, and I think that it's becoming relatively apparent, you know, in in our politics, our money supply. And our businesses. I mean, that's the way I see it. I, I, I think the, the all the immigration coming to this country, um, illegal and otherwise, you know, across the border, people want to be free of, of you know oppressive regimes. You know, and while it may be causing a problem in our, on our border states, uh, you know, and inside the country itself, I think there's an opportunity there to rebuild the nation with people who want who want to work. Who you know, because we can't you can't support 14 million people. Just I don't think it's possible. And I think it would be make a hell of a mess. You can't get any yeah. 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 Uh, just typically respond to this with your perspective on all of the analysis you've done, <clears throat> but the concept of, of tokenizing everything in our world, uh, every asset, every house, every uh, everything uh, that, that has any value could be legitimately tokenized using crypto. Correct? Using intelligent contracts, smart contracts, right? Yes, yeah, I, th- I think so. It's already happening. Um, I ran into a company that's, that's tokenizing all of our trees in this country, seeing what the value of trees are, right? And that sounds ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous when you realize what the value of each tree that we have, whether it's urban or in, w- in the woods, you know, they're doing the same thing with water, they're doing the same thing with trees, they're doing the same thing, you know, with, with uh, roadways. I think everything can be tokenized, and you can figure out, you know, what the actual values are, it gives you a clearer picture of what the future is and how any, every one of us can participate, you know, in, in the economy versus just being bystanders and, you know, and, watch, and, be, and watching the, you know, the big corporations and the, you know, and the, and the power brokers run things. I think the, the banks are on the, on the, on the brink of, of, of collapsing again. There's $550 trillion worth of, of uh, derivatives out there that are about to go, you know, uh, up in the air again. I think that you're not going to have that with cryptocurrencies, despite the negative press that the 
the conventional currency uh, uh, manufacturers are, are you know, providing to the general public. I think that in, in general, people want some stability, that they, they want to know, you know what, what their wealth is, they want to know if their purchasing power is intact, and they also want to know why governments th- think that they can continue to tax us and give no accountability whatsoever as to why they're taxing us or what they're doing it for. So I, I think that people are becoming more and more conversant with all of it. And I think that the biggest deal, of course, is it goes right back to the Internet. You know, it goes back to email and Internet, and, and, and you see all of these exchanges out there that are on the web these days, and they're growing like crazy. You know, when you see something go from a, like a few hundred million dollars one year, like Bitcoin was um, for a whole annual period, to 24 and $25 billion a day in, in volume, and it's only one of 1,000 cryptocurrencies, you can see things happening. Where it heads, God knows. But I do know one thing. It's enlarging itself for sure, and you can certainly you know, tokenize virtually everything out there. I think it's worth happening. I definitely think so. You know, well, Al, I have a question for you about knowing that the source of the original source of the Bitcoin was Goldman Sachs, Google, and Eclipse Foundation. Who actually holds the value? If, that's, if that was bank started and, and tech lord started, Where's the value? I mean, who who holds all those dollars that came in to buy the the cryptos? Who holds the value of the coins? Nobody holds the value of the coins. That's the beauty of it. It's decentralized. Basically, well, it's, it's a pure demand. It's a pure demand. It's a pure demand uh, currency, just like the U.S. dollar. It's pure demand. Um, people are saying it's value. It's, it's valuable, and therefore is valuable. Oh, there goes the train light behind me. Wonderful. You're probably hearing in the background. Um, in, any, in, any, in, any, in any event, it, it, the only value that, that, that Bitcoin and any other cryptocurrency has at the moment is the demand for the currency and whether that's acceptable in commerce. So who's holding those dollars? God knows. It's spread all over the place. Take a, take a look at the number of people that are holding you know, more than a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. You know, um, and the numbers are increasing at, at, a, at a dramatic rate. And they're not doing it just in Bitcoin. They're doing it um, in, you know, in, in, in Satoshi's as well. So now, the, uh-huh. uh, now we're, beginning to, we're, beginning to see, we're beginning to see that there's more distribution of, of the dollars and more distribution of the currency. Where's the, where's the money itself? It's sitting in banks. But you have, it, it's only a, remember, your Bitcoin and every other currency is just a conversion. Mm-hmm. You can keep yourself in, 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 in any one of the currencies forever. And if you use illegal commerce, and many people are right now, you might not even have a need anymore to convert mm-hmm. into uh, to dollars or to euros or yen, et cetera. The mm-hmm. conversion may be permanent. I mean, you can pay your taxes with it now. I don't answer the question at all. Well, yeah, it, it, it does, but um, I, I just wonder, you know, because it's started by Google and Goldman Sachs and such, because the dollar is, is the petrodollar is gone, basically, I mean, except for the illusion of it. So people keep asking me, well, but if Goldman Sachs is involved, then isn't that a central bank? No. 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 The way the, way, the, way, the, way that the blockchain works, okay, you may have large holders, of a cryptocurrency, but they're not issuing anything. The, the issuer in all of these currencies, like Bitcoin, is an automatic algorithm outside and not belonging to anybody. Right. So as you do more and more transactions with Bitcoin, um, 
uh, more and more of the Bitcoin is being issued automatically by the mining operation. It has nothing to do with a controlling aspect because it's decentralized. Remember, the Bitcoin transactions are uh, confirmed by Bitcoin mining or Bitcoin processing organizations for individuals all over the world. In fact, mm-hmm. you, can, you, can, you, can, you can mine on your phone. I mean, this group are worth, we're on this phone tonight, right? You can all uh, download and, and uh, load up a Bitcoin mining operation, and we can actually earn, as, as a group, Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency that we decided that was going to become valuable and spread the word. Now, there's a half a million people um, in, in, you know, on the American Underground Network. You know, what if we were to raise it to 50 million people? Because suddenly we decided that we wanted, we wanted to choose a particular currency. We, we wouldn't be owning the, the you know, controlling the currency, but we'd be controlling the use of it in commerce, which would grow its use and more of the algorithm to be producing more and more and more of that currency for use by the general public. Maybe Ripple is, maybe Ripple is the one. I don't know. Um, you know. I don't know why. I don't know whether Bitcoin will, you know, will grow much more than, than it has now, except for the fact that the Satoshi has become worth more and more over time. Um, I just, I think that there isn't anyone, there's no central control. Remember, it's all decentralized, it's all virtual, it's all sitting on the blockchain. There is no central authority like the Federal Reserve or the national, you know, the national currencies. The, the only central authority is you and me. That's the difference. So, um, so what, were you, what did you mention Satoshi? Because I know that, that, is, that name isn't, he's not the founder of it at all. No, Satoshi. Well, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is, is a is a has a derivative called a Satoshi. There's 12 million Satoshis per Bitcoin, right? So they themselves will be like it's like a subset, you know, of, of Bitcoin itself. Now, Satoshi just Satoshi sort of Satoshi is like a penny. That's right. It's oh, the smallest denomination of Bitcoin you can buy is one Satoshi. Oh, okay. That's so correct. they just they just named it after that guy's neighbor. Yeah, the, right. Yeah, I right. see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's one millionth of a Bitcoin, isn't it, Al? One twelve. One twelve million. One. There's twelve million of them. One per twelve. Bitcoin. Oh. Okay. Got it. That's very small. <laughs> yeah, it is very small. Yeah. And, and we also know there's five million Bitcoin missing, sitting on people's hard drives that they threw away or they. They've lost the computer, et cetera. Someone, is going, someone along the way will have a, a, a method to introduce all the mining operations out there to replace those 5 million, those five million Bitcoin that have been lost on the machines. Okay? Oh, because okay. Unlike, 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 US, unlike U.S. dollars, we just go to, the, go to the Southern Reserve and the Treasury, and they produce more of them. You can't do that with, with, with any of these cryptocurrencies. It's all dependent upon adoption and algorithms. I know it sounds a little bizarre. It's like it's like it's artificial intelligence sitting on the web. It is not an individual who controls Bitcoin or any of these currencies. Unlike what Facebook wants to do and some of the others, they want to have a centrally controlled cryptocurrency. I don't think it's going to work. I think I think basically that the cryptocurrency that remain decentralized, that the demand is based upon how the algorithm behaves. How it can be used in commerce, like 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 uh, Ripple. I think that's how things are going to work from from this point forward. People are fed up with having their money stolen from them by the government, packed into oblivion, and being manipulated. This can't happen with uh, the cryptocurrencies. It's all consensus based, not locally, but on a worldwide basis. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. 
you know, 80% of all the transactions with Bitcoin right now are in a place that's outlawed. It's called Communist China. 80% of all the transactions in Bitcoin are done 80% there. 80% of the transactions are in China? That's right. China! China! China. So, but, look, but, look, but, look, but look at this. Look at this for a moment. You just bought some, some Ripple XRP, right? Now, 15% of the banks, up from 0% five years ago or three years ago, are using Ripple as their method of sending money around the world. Why would they do that? Because they don't. They don't want. They don't want. They don't want a a, 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 a nation or a central controlling operation, you know, like SWIFT, to control how they do their transactions. They'd rather do them in quiet, and they'd rather do them privately. Why does the government need to know why Citicorp is sending money to the to the Bank of England? Why do they yeah. need to know? You know that, that you and I are transactions. You know why do I need? Why do I need to know that that Didi and Al are transacting business from one side of the continent to the next? They don't need to know. They're just nosy and they want to get. They want to interfere with what we're doing. That is coming to an end. Oh so yeah, the time is right. Yeah, that's yeah. why we got Trump too. That same same reason society invented him because they want out. <laughs> you know, they want out of all this. Well, they, they certainly, they, certainly, they certainly do, but I think the pressure is getting to Mr. Trump. I mean, he has been hammered by so many people. He's beginning <laughs> to make some, some, some mistakes, you know, with the things that he's saying. But I can understand that. I mean, if you had, you, had, you know, every, every you know, commentator, liberal commentator in the world coming after you, and you're being pounded every single day, and you're sitting in the White House, you might just crack. But, you know, that's what the intention is. They want to crack. They want to crack Mr. Trump up, right? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that ultimately what will happen is that there'll be other Donald Trumps that come along, they'll emerge, and you'll have more people like him come along that are not driven by party politics or by the money supply. Donald Trump is yeah. the first that we've seen in our lifetime. Oh, I know. It's, he's, he's broke the spell. And, uh, and I know sometimes he misspells things in his tweets on purpose if you follow the geometry of, of what he's actually doing there. But, um, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 get, I, get, I get a tweet. That I get all of his – I think I get all of his tweets. And then I get all of his son's tweets, and I see tweets of his whole family, you know, um, on, on, the, on the Internet. And I think that – I think it's, it's driving the media – and driving the political uh, powers would be absolutely crazy. You know? <laughs> I know. It's great. I love it. I love it. But he says stuff. He says stuff. So, he's not supposed to be saying, but he does, you know. Uh, you know. Who's, who's really cracking here, the media or Trump? <laughs> You're right. You're right, Rose. The media, the media is cracking because they've never they've not been challenged this way by anybody. And the senior executive service, too. I mean, in his second term, he's going to fire so many more people. Oh, my God. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like he's not hiding from the fact that there's 10,000 of them. And uh, he's, he's let a lot of them go. And some of them he's turned around. But we'll see. Well, isn't well, I, I, that I what people liked about him the most? On the uh, you were- You'll remember, you'll remember when, when, when they had all the candidates that were running for the Republican side. And then um, it was Ann Coulter. She's kind of a strange woman, but she said, they, they asked her, you know, who's going who's to become the nominee? And all the others, you know, Romney and the rest of them, you know, oh, you know, it's not going to be Donald Trump. She was right. And why was she right? Because she was reading America. She was reading what's going on in the country, you know, um, 
I mean, look at all of us, for example. We have a common, a common uh, thought process. But, for example, what does Florida have to do with, with Oregon? What does Washington State have to do with New York City? What does Boston have to do with Texas? Nothing. The only thing that draws us together these days, and, and because of the Internet, is a common thread that we use you know, electronic media in order to communicate with one another. And so that's what's beginning to happen. But we're also seeing, I think we're seeing certain parts of the geographic part of the United States begin to move away from one another. I, frankly speaking, would not want to be in California now, period. And I love California, but I wouldn't want to live there because of the way it's, where it's going. I mean, you've got pollution in the streets, you've got people lying all over the place, and nobody seems to know what, what to do to help solve the social and housing problems in the state of California. And I, don't want, I wouldn't want to see the rest of the country turn to another California, but it could. Well, it certainly has happened. It certainly happened on the I-5 corridor. Portland's getting worse all the time. It's just disgusting. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, Al, I mean, you I, have I, to admit, California did solve their housing problem. Pitch a tent. I pitch in a tent. Yeah, that's what they do here, too. I mean, you don't see it up in Washington State, and it's just across the river. The, the difference is phenomenal. Well, you know, there's no, homelessness, there's no homelessness in Europe. None. It doesn't exist. There's their own problems. There's no, there's no homelessness in England, no homelessness in France, nothing in Germany, et cetera. They seem to figure it out. they got their own problems. There's a massive influx in the Middle East right now. But, but they seem to have solved a lot of the problems, right? Whereas here, you know, whereas we, we don't want to hear about socialism, we don't want to hear about social programs and all that kind of stuff, We've got to figure out a private solution that actually is acceptable to the general public. And I don't know what those solutions are. Um, I think health care is, is a big deal for all of us. We're all, well, most of us on this call are post-50, post-55, et cetera. Um, I don't like spending you know, $2,000 a month for health care for an insurance policy and still having deductibles. Many of us can't afford that. We can't even afford Part B on our Medicare, for God's sake. So it seems to me that we need to have some kind of solution that's workable uh, for, for, for the majority of the people. We need housing for the majority of the people. There are 20 million homes that are empty in this country, and yet we have homelessness. How is that possible in this country? Uh, I don't know. I know. Well, it's just that's happening in Portland, too. The builders are now starting to run out of people to rent over there because it's, the rents are so high. I mean, there's no, there's so many people that are homeless because, they, like myself, I had to move out because I, I got priced out. I couldn't, and I'm not one of the poorest ones out there either. I could not, I could not afford to buy to rent anything there after decades of living there, you know. And so now people, they got all these fancy condos and they've filled up with all the people that have moved in over there, and nobody's left to rent them because not nobody can afford that kind of rent, you know, $2,500. They give away two to three three months rent up front just to do that. Right? You know, right. you, yeah, you don't even qualify. I, I mean, even at my level here, if I wanted to trade apartments, I'd have to show I made three times the amount that I have to pay. And nobody living right. here can do that. So, you know, if you don't like the one you're in, you're stuck. <laughs> well, I think, I, think, I think also what's happening is that we're beginning to see a situation where at least around here, they just built they just built five thousand brand new units right in the middle of Rockville, for example. And they say the ninety five percent of phase one is sold out. Well, you know what ninety five percent of phase one? Twenty apartments. And the others are empty. So what you're gonna what you're finding is that people can't afford the rents at all 
you're going to find massive collapses of the building uh, trades. And, and, and oh, that's happening. Yeah. yeah, that's already yeah. happening. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything, you know, affirmative about, you know, what's going on in the traditional marketplace. I see a, a gradual collapse and an easing into uh, the cryptocurrency space. I, I don't see any other way around it. Um, and I think that that uh, the panic that's going on in the big corporations around this country, around the big banks, et cetera, and the the the, the clock that they, they see for coming soon, and I'm seeing it here for a lot of people. They don't know what to do. Nobody knows what to do. And but I think that there is a solution. I think that people will will put their 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 money into, into cryptocurrencies because they don't trust the banks anymore either. You are the bank. When you have your own wallet, et cetera, you are the bank. You're responsible for your own money. You can spend it as you, as, you, as you well care for. You can't have a government coming in attacking you because they can't decrypt your, your wallet on you. They're just doing their thing, you know. And I think that people are becoming more and more independent uh, of the government than, than dependent upon it, although it doesn't appear to be that way because of all the homelessness and all of the uh, stuff going on on the borders, you know. I think we need to rebuild this country. I think we need to do it now. I think that's the national crisis. Yeah. Uh, can you point to any corporations that are paying their employees in crypto or there's an option to be paid in crypto right now? IBM. IBM? I've got a list of thousands of them. I can, I can send the list. You can post it on the, on the website. There are thousands well, of people that are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The IBM Eclipse Foundation was part of the founding of the whole crypto thing. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. You know, and, and Leader Corporation was involved with it, and you know, a variety of other things. You know, um, yeah, I got, I got, I got. I, I think it's 130,000 companies right now are paying their employees in crypto. If you want, want it, okay. Um, want it. And so I, I can send that list to you. I just got to go look it up again. But it's, it's out there. You know, okay. You know, um, I think that I think that you're going to see more and more people. I don't think you're going to see you know an explosion of crypto. I think you're going to see a a, a gradual you know uh, climatization, gradual adoption of the uh, the cryptocurrency world. I don't think it's I think it's inevitable. I mean, who here yep. trusts the government? Yeah. yeah. Now, what this sounds like is similar to what happened in the stock market or the growth of mutual funds. Mutual funds were a concept that didn't emerge until the late 60s, early 70s, uh, and and that was in. And then as as mutual funds started, it was a slow growth ecosystem. I mean, people, it was sort of foreign. What what, what am I really buying? It, it's not a stock. It's a group of stocks. Management. There's a philosophy behind it, and it took it took a, a couple of uh, you know decades for the general public to start to get a grasp of it, and along right. with that. Came Schwab and Fidelity and Less Quick, Quick and Riley, and all these guys with discount brokerage, right? That, that were based on the idea of, look, hey, see this mutual fund over here? Well, we can give you the tools, which include research and a cheap commission for you to do it yourself. You don't have to pay this right. big fat cat broker over at Merrill Lynch. It's going right. to charge you an arm and a leg to get in and out of the stock. Right, right. Hey, listen to Fred Smart. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think you're right, and you see, you see, 
You think you, it's you happening think right now in crypto. I'm looking at it compared right. to like four we know, years ago. Fred. We know, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I guess what I'll hold on to my XRP. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I think that you want to buy more XRP. I think you want to have pairs. You want to be able to do you know do transactions where you're shorting one against the other, where you're you're doing options trading. You know, and I, I think that that this is a game that's no longer going to be supported and controlled by Wall Street. I think this is a game that's going to be supported and learned by the by the world. I think people want to know more about how do you do options, how do you do trading in these things, etc. You don't no longer have to go to an institution to figure it out. Let some expert do it. There's education tools all over all over the web on, on there. You know, and for those people that, that want to have somebody else do it, they'll always be the expert out there. You can pay a fee to to do the work for you. But I think that I think that people want more control over over their resources. I mean, you know, as you as you're saying, Didi, you can't afford to buy a, a you know a, a, a condo or a rented place. You know, when when does that end? Where is the money going to come from, for example, to pay for these things? Or do we have to suffer another another you know uh, banking failure and government failure? What's the government going to bail bail these, these people out with? More dollars? Yeah, no, I, I I know the silver. I've been buying silver all summer. Right. I did have a windfall, and that's what I've been spending it on, because it's sure. hard assets, and and I know that it's just gonna fly. I mean, it's just gonna go up so fast, and it already is. Um, I, I but think, yeah, I you're right. The, yeah. I think that one of the biggest things is gonna be, I think you're gonna see the reemergence of the family farm. Not a big farm, but little places that have one, two, three, four, five acres. And people are going to begin to move away from the cities again. And we're going to move away from the coast, you know, because I don't think they have any choice, but they move away from the coast. Um, and want to start a small family farm. And by the way, you see these kinds of things in Britain right now, okay? When I go home to the U.K., um, you know, I go into people's backyards, right? And the front end looks like a city street, right? The backyard is, is like a small farm. It's a beautiful garden. It has vegetables every time you can think of. Everything that you, you would ever want to eat in terms of vegetables is there. And guess what? They don't have to go to the green grocers anymore. Now, imagine that happens in this country. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it is, does, is happening. I know there's, there's a lot of people with farms in their backyard. They have chickens, and, you know, they're growing in the front yard. They're growing on the boulevard. <laughs> and they're starting, right. these, uh, they're starting these food forests for the homeless, too. Uh, there's one in yeah. Seattle, and there's yeah, there's one a couple other where, other places where people can just go in there and eat. Uh, Al, do we want to be the, yeah. You you just described my itty bitty backyard that mm-hmm. I have been and I've been canning out of it. Right, right, right. Well, you know, I, I think I think that 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 way of living. Never went away. I know my mother always had a garden in, 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 our, in our places in New York on Long Island. And then, of course, she had a farm in Maine until about a decade ago. And, and they were growing all their own food, including growing all their own meat and other stuff and that kind of thing. And they got too old to do that. And they moved to North Carolina, but uh, into an ordinary house. But, uh, you know, um, but they did that for 30 years. And um, I think that, that people are fed up with, with going to the supermarket and finding out that the price of a gallon of milk is now four fifty or something outrageous, and they and they want they like to have some fresh vegetables. They don't have to pay pay the price for them. They'd like to grow their own tomatoes, grow their own peas, their own squash, et cetera, et cetera. 
I think people are, are getting to that point on a nationwide basis. We're going back to what it was like, I guess, in the 20s when we had the Great Depression, you know, and we may be in well, a Great Depression right now. I don't know. Well, you know, my parents lived through the Depression. While right. my dad was alive, we always had a garden. We always right. canned out of that garden. Right. And almost all of my nine siblings have gardens and can. And right. grandkids. Right. Well, you know, the, the, the Mormon church, which I was a, 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 a member of for, for five years, I mean, basically what they do is they've got canning operations all over the country. Um, they have, you know, gardens all over the country. Um, you get organized with, within within that organ that that I'm going to call it a, not a religion but a really a social movement. You know, I- immediately things can, can happen for you. They teach people how to use guns. They teach people how to how to store things, etc. You know, they're prepared. You know, for you know almost anything. The power going down, all of that, solar, etc. Salt Lake City right now is in, is in a, a, a a solar power boom. Every house in the city, <clears throat> office building, is being converted to solar power. You know, that's pretty amazing, you know. Um, and they want all the cars in that city to go to solar power. So, you know, I think that, that we are we're getting away from the dependency in government, you know, in general for people. And, and they're trying to, to make things happen, you know, uh, on an independent basis. You know, I, I don't want to ever uh, go back to suburban life again if I can avoid it, you know. Um, uh, I'd rather be out in the country, you know, 15, 16, 20 acres, et cetera, um, and, you know, and, and be maybe an hour from the city or maybe 20 minutes from, the, from a smaller city, et cetera, and, and live that way. Can I protect myself from the, the ravenous growth of the builders? Probably not. We'll have to continue to maybe, you know, go deeper and deeper into a more rural environment, probably. But, you know, I think that the cities right now are in such severe pressure I mean, as we're watching the, the oceans rise, we're going to lose all the barrier islands on the East Coast, where we are now. Long Island is, is you know, uh, they're, they're freaking out there because they're concerned about losing 8 million residents off, that, off of Brooklyn, Queens, Nassau, and Suffolk County because the ocean is rising so rapidly. I mean, the last time they had a you know, hurricane there, the, the subway system completely flooded. And, you know, they expected this latest, this latest hurricane, Dorian, that hit the city of New York, they expect to, to, to take more than 3 million people out of the city within 24 hours. What does that tell you, you know, about, you know, what we've got to do? We've got, we've got to move quickly. But, you know, the government doesn't want to panic people. The people should be in a panic because they need to get away from the city. I mean, even where you are, Fred, in Chicago. I mean, what happens when you have a storm? What happens to all to all the roadways up, up, the, up the Lakeshore Drive, up against the, the lake itself? What do you what do you see happening? Well, the, the, the lake is the lake is almost at, at, at peak record levels now, and uh, as you drive along Lakeshore Drive, you can see the the water is lapping up onto the bike path. Uh, right. It, it's it, it this increases. I mean, we had a ton of rain this this spring, and uh, the water levels have not have not receded. They're still very high. There was a now, report that Fred, came. Out. Go ahead. Fred, we had. We had the same situation, what, back in the 70s? When, when the water, the lake was rising and, and there was all kinds of... Uh, uh, 
erosion on the dunes and everybody oh, yeah. was worried. And then all of a sudden, what happened in the 80s and 90s? The lake receded. The it levels dropped. were so low, they yeah. were saying we weren't going to have mm-hmm. enough water. Yeah. 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 Well, and now we're going and now it's rising again. It's a cycle. Right. It, it is a cycle, but you know what? They, I just saw a report, though, that talked about the frozen methane in the ground that made sea levels rise over the over a three or four hundred year period are now rising at, at a um, nine hundred percent of what they once were right now on a worldwide basis, meaning that our our atmosphere is getting warmer. And they expect this to, the temperature to rise by two degrees Celsius. That kind of melting. That kind of um, rise is melting Greenland. People in Britain right now are freaking out because if that that's why Trump melting, wants to buy it, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, are we devaluing the Greenland or? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's I think more valuable, more valuable than ice, Bill. Well, they they do a lot of Bitcoin marketing up there, you know. It, it's real cold, and it makes those machines run a lot easier. Oh, well, <laughs> they're, building, they're, building, they're building cities in, in, in Greenland under the ice. Oh, oh come right on. Now. You know that Trump wants to put a resort there. <laughs> he, yeah. never act, he never actually said he wanted to buy Greenland. He was joking around, and the media went ballistic. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, they're, they're yelling about the, what is it, the emolument clause right now in the, in the Constitution. They want to sip him of all the profits from all the stuff that he's doing on a worldwide basis. Anything that oh. has to do with his property, you know, it's a little crazy, uh, you know. Um, he's lost and, billions of dollars being president. <laughs> I don't think he's too worried about that. No, I don't think he's worried about it at all, you know. No. He's rich enough not to worry about it. He's got he's spending you know. his fiat. Who cares? Right. Yeah. Right. Anyhow. I'm sure Trump has his own stash of gold. Oh, yeah, he has walls made out of gold, Russ. He's got bathtub made out of gold. He's got faucets made out of gold. He's got a gold he finger. He does. I mean, it, it, if you see pictures of him in his, in his apartment in, in Trump Tower in New York, everything is covered in gold. And <laughs> it's, very similar, it's very similar to what you see when you see pictures of the Kremlin and you see Putin in his place, you know, in, in, in Moscow. Everything there is covered in gold. And that was a consequence of what the French did. You know, they, you know, they, they, they loved the French and they had, you know, gold walls, gold colored fronts, you name it. You know, um, it was there. If, it's really quite amazing. If you're making a million dollars a day, who cares? <laughs> well, that's, 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 that certainly is true. I have, a, I have a friend here who's a, a brand new Democratic congressman, named David, David Trone. I've mentioned his name before. David owns Polo Wine and More. There's 150 locations. He no longer runs the, no longer runs his his, uh, his wine and liquor stores anymore. But he's making five million dollars a year. Yeah. That's his personal income. You know, I mean, you know, that's an amazing amount. And yet, puts all of the trust right. He has a 50 room house. He has 25 foster kids living in there. He's got an entire staff. He's got four of his own kids, four other children who he's adopted. I mean. He's running, it's like he's running a hotel, you know. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. Well, we didn't put regulations um, on him when we hired him. We just said, go drain the swamp. Right, <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, 
this guy, this guy David Trone, is a very interesting guy. Although he he joined the Democratic Party because he realized he couldn't get elected as a Republican in, in Maryland. Period. But that wouldn't happen. You know, uh, and it's interesting to watch him. I mean, we, we need more Donald Trumps, more Donald, David Trones. We need more people who are thinkers and not people who, you know, like the argument this, this evening on the Democratic quote-unquote debate. There was no debate. There's a bunch of yelling at, you know, ru- yelling at one another about something or other, whether it was health care, whatever it might be, you know, stuff that people don't care about. We care about putting food on our table and living in a house. That's it. Yeah, and getting rid of the British control over all of our uh, patents and hospitals and, yeah, the, the pr- British and the, the Queen and the Privy Council, they, they're just really messing up. I mean, they're, they have, they're our greatest enemy. People think it's China and all these other places. No, it's the British and the Privy Council and the Queen. You know, they're just, we never won that first revo- American Revolution, but it's, it's coming down now because Trump's not going to let that stand either. I mean, do we really? Hey guys, if we all back up into the Ron Paul days, you know, one of the biggest things that we fought for was the monetary system. You know, yeah. why don't we put this 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 Fed into check? Why don't we audit the yeah. Fed? And why don't we abolish the IRS? Oh, it's going to happen. That's why we got to keep them in there. It's it's going to happen. I'm, I'm almost positive. Exactly where our minds should be, all of us. And we're winning. Okay. Hey, guys. Never, never in my wildest imagination would I have thought 30 years ago when I was talking about I would actually seek to, to, to come to reality. You know, that, that <laughs> people actually saying, wow. Well, look at what Trump's doing. He keeps he keeps pointing the finger at the Fed. <laughs> He's already made statements that if the economy goes down, it's the Fed's fault. But if it goes down, if the market if the market goes down, it's the Fed's fault. He's been pointing the finger at the Fed for a reason. Mm-hmm. Abolish the monetary system, the Federal Reserve. You better have some type of uh, structure built to replace it, and that's where crypto comes in. Well, you do and, know and that, gold and gold. You do know and Brad Carlinghouse had a had a meeting with Trump in the Oval Office, don't you? Who is Darlinghouse? Who is that guy? Brad Be backed by precious metals. It's going to be backed by silver and gold. 
but it'll be done in the form of a cryptocurrency. And right now, XRP, there's nothing that can touch it. Nothing can touch it. Did you know that just the other day, CNN interviewed Ed Garlinghouse? No. Major interview yesterday. Yeah. All right. Huh. Hey, everyone. Uh, we have a very special offer from Steve Sun to uh, parachute into this call and uh, give us a little update on the Fibonacci circles that form the basis of his analysis. Coming full circle uh, is really what this call is all about. So, And Steve Jr. has been uh, just knocking him dead with his analysis. Uh, I don't mean to distract from what we've talked about over the last hour, but I want to keep it short and sweet. And at the same time, if Steve can come in, which Steve Sr. said he could, he's willing to come on the show right now just to give us a little little update on his uh, on his analysis about crypto and the state of uh, Fred, uh, the technical state of the market. Fred. Phil's, Phil's yeah. just fighting at the bit to hear this. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay with that? I'm fine with that. You're fine with me. Okay. Okay, Steve, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I missed the beginning of that. What was your you question? I, I'm I'm good. <laughs> oh, it's great uh, to hear your voice. You know, we we don't we know that you have really found something uh, that is near and dear to your heart and and your technical expertise for just analyzing these new markets, and you you come up with this this uh, you know bringing the circle into the picture of, of analyzing the technical trends of Bitcoin, for example. Not just Bitcoin, but I think you could apply this to a lot of other cryptocurrencies. And well, you have shared this uh, approach with uh, the world via YouTube, and you've attracted quite a following to the point where people are writing you checks and donating to you and funding you, and now you've got a subscription service that you're going to be launching soon. So give us a little, in a nutshell, how this all happened and, and how uh, you really found something that's really interesting, not just for you, but for so many people out there, uh, and, and could really pave the way to a, a much greater appreciation and support for these currencies. Uh, well, how it started was uh, I'm, I'm into uh, 3D rendering. I'm a 3D artist, so I have a lot of uh, high-end GPUs. And when I wasn't rendering, I used those for mining. I started mining Ethereum yep. and Zcash. And at the time, we were in a bear market. It was when we were coming down from our ultimate high of 20,000. I think we were, maybe we were like 10,000. So we were constantly coming down. We're going up. So coins were getting, uh, altcoins were getting less and less profitable. So I started doing more research about coins, and that led me to um, TradingView, which is, uh, you know, it's free for everyone. You can create an account for it, and you can go in there and look at um, how certain coins are doing, or how look at the charts for them. And when I got on there, you know, I started playing around looking at different coins and, you know, Bitcoin is king because all coins usually follow. If Bitcoin goes up, all coins go up and vice versa. And since we were going down, I was trying to uh, find out how to find out where the bottoms and the tops are. And if you use Fibonacci, are you familiar with the Fibonacci retracement tool? Sure. Yep. So if you use that, you can find targets to the upside and the downside. Well, if you use Fib circles, it's, it helps you with that, but with time as well. So it helps you find uh, pivot points when the price will go up and when it will go down. 
and it also helps you find bottoms and tops. So I use pitchforks and fifth circles just for fun, just trying to find a way to uh, find those targets exactly. And I found a way to actually to use them, and it's, it's more of a non-traditional way because you're supposed to go from swing high to swing low, swing low to swing high. So I can use that as a starting point and then adjust it to fit price action. You'd be amazed at how well, whether it's gold, platinum, silver, a stock like Google, you know, Amazon, or every single cryptocurrency in Bitcoin, you can fit it to, it to match price action almost exactly. And as price approaches one of these next rings in these flip circles, you know that something's going to happen when it crosses that ring. And a lot of times when it approaches a ring at a bottom point, you know that's a buy target because it'll ride up the ring. And when it crosses the ring, that's a sell target. So I started a YouTube channel for fun just sharing those people. And um, I started out with, I think, two, you know, it grew like 200 subscribers. Now I'm at 17,000 almost. If people actually seen wow. how, how these circles actually can help them with their trades, which is shocking to me that nobody actually uses these because this is a tool that's on TradingView. And a lot of, you know, stock trading, that's a tool that you can use. But I guess people just never really try to use them in this way. So, yeah, I've been showing people how they, uh, how they work, and it's blowing up. It's going viral. So, yeah, like I said, I just started out the hobby, just something fun to do, and it just grew from there. It works for me, and it's working for them. So that's pretty much how I got into it. Now, why yeah. it works? Yeah. So I, I think I think how it works is um, I think a lot of these, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with wash trading and bots that, that the exchanges use. I, yeah. I think yep. I think that these Fibonacci numbers are programmed in these bots and they dictate the movement of price action. When price goes up, people follow suit. So if the price goes up, people buy in, and the price goes down, people, yep. you know, people sell. So these these Fibonacci numbers, obviously they're in nature, encompasses all of nature. We're we're part of nature, right? So, you know, greed, all of that, it it actually those Fibonacci numbers I, I guess I guess they encompass all of that. So basically the, the bots dictate price action, people follow suit and the SIP circle is just they, they, they basically visualize what these bots are doing and how people react to the markets. And, and you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to show you these actual fib circles, but, you know, can't do that over the phone. But it is pretty amazing stuff, though. It's pretty cool. Yeah, people are pay, paying you well to show them, too. <laughs> yeah, $20 subscription monthly just to have access to them. And, yeah, with 17,000 subscribers, that, um, that can add up. Wow, how, how do how do you how do you find your your your, uh, your stuff on YouTube? How do you find it? How do you locate it? How do how do you what now? What is your question? Find find your service. How do I find your service? YouTube. Address. Oh yeah yeah you you can just um just type in uh Thip Circles Bitcoin and all the first videos you pop that pop up are mine. My uh my YouTube name is OpticalArt.com, and when it, when I say dot okay. spelled out dot. So, um, but yeah, if you just put in Fib Circles uh, Bitcoin, the first like the first ten that pop up are me. Yeah, no, you had one guy translate your whole your whole thing into German yeah, and there's, Russian. There's, there's a, a Polish a Polish one, and there's a German one. They they uh they translate my videos for different communities so they can understand what I'm saying, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty flattering to see that. But yeah, I, 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 quite a few job offers too, hadn't you? Had a, a lot of job offers. Well, yeah, um, there's well because the channel is growing. I, I think that's more what it is. But 
but some of it, like I get offers, uh, new hardware wallets, like Ellie Pro's making two, some hardware wallets to come out in September. So they're, they're offering me free, two free hardware wallets to do a review of it for my subscribers, you know, in exchange to get two free hardware wallets. But then I have people offering to uh, pay me to create charts for specific stocks. Or like I've had offers to do a chart for oil. They gave me like $250 to create a chart for it. And then I've had other offers for them, you know, for me teaching them how I use a FIP circle. So I don't have time to do that. I made a tutorial to show those people. But yeah, I've, I've had offers to, to make charts for individual stocks. I just don't have time to do all of that. But yeah, it's crazy that when people actually see this, because in the videos I actually show how it works. And some people, they say, well, you're moving your rings. That That's not possible. You're you're waiting till after the price does, you know, makes a pivot or hits a target, and then you're placing the ring there. So actually, I published the charts. When, when you publish a chart on TradingView, it shows how it was when you published it, and then you can hit play, and then you can see how the price action follows along over time. So, so I use that to show them, hey, no, I, I, I had those rings in place way before the price action got to that point. And then they're like, wow, so he's not cheating it. It really does do that. And then they want access to the charts, and they have the charts, and they're like, wow, this actually works. So yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy stuff. But again, I'm just so shocked that nobody actually uses this, or they don't they don't actually use flip circles. And so many just don't believe that they work, and then when they see it, they're just in complete shock. But I've basically mapped out the entire uh, Bitcoin chart between our previous bear market, 2013, 2015, to our current bear market. And both bear markets, you can connect them perfectly, and using flip circles. I, I've already predicted where I think Bitcoin's going to go, short term and long term, and that's Where's probably going? one of my. Where's it going? Well, I, I think what's going to happen is we're going to we're already pretty much topped out. I think we're going to be dropping down to around 8,500 or 9,000, possibly 8,000 would be the lowest, and then I think we're going to get a push up, and it's going to get topped out around 10k. And then I expect it to come down to around 6,600. And then it's possible we come lower than that. I think, the, I think the absolute lowest point we could go would be 2,100. Now, that doesn't mean we have to go that low. This is just where it's mapped out with these different rings to line up. Yeah. But uh, I think a likely target is um, 4,100, the lowest point before the bull run actually starts. Because this is just a sucker's rally that we're in right now. When we pushed up from 3,000 to... Um, almost 14,000. And actually I made a video calling the top for that. When people said, when we were at 14,000, people said that we were going to be going to, um, you know, 20,000 the next day and going to 50,000. I was one of the only people saying, no, we're topped out. This is as high as we're going to get. I got a video about that. I think after that video, I got even more subscribers from it. And that's from using these rings and using fish works. And um, yeah. So yeah. That video, that video was posted at the top of the market, right? That right, right before we topped out, I said this. I think we went a hundred or two hundred dollars higher. I said this is as high as we're going to get. I said we're going to go just a little bit higher. Yeah, I this video is called. Um, oh, I can look at the name of the video, but yeah, if, if you go through my, uh, if you go to my channel, let me let me load it up and I can tell you the name of this video. Just you guys are going to use it. Look it up as a reference. And you know the 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 comments, Steve, Miss Didi, the comments that you you that you get are so much fun to read. 
Oh, they're hilarious. people just love you. And everybody that comes in and tries to dish on you, man, they just go after them it, like in a, a pack of dogs, you know, <laughs> chew them up. <laughs> well, I think a lot, of the, everybody... a lot of them are people that are probably heavily invested in Bitcoin, and they don't want to hear anything negative about their investment. So a lot of, a lot of my uh, stuff is bearish because I do think this is a sucker's mm-hmm. rally and it's coming back down. So I think they're just, you know, they're heavily invested. They don't want to hear bad news. They they think it's FUD and you're spreading FUD and it's going to come down. But yeah, that video I put up, it was um... okay. That was uh, think Bitcoin is in a bull run. Uh, think again. We are just seven days away. Is that the one? Nope. Hold on. Let me find it here. It is. Well, I said we're topped out. Like I said, I've got a lot of views here. Uh, Bitcoin price. All right, let's see. Imminent. Well, Bitcoin is topped out. BTC capitulation is left. No, that that no. This is an earlier one I put out. Hold on, I'm coming down. It is. All right, it's 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 the one that says proof Bitcoin is topped out and crash is coming. That was uh. Two months ago, I put this out. This is when we were topped out at um, around 14,000. Got 24,000 views. What, what's the date on that? Uh, the date is uh, June 26, 2019. June 26, okay. I'm going to go find it here. There it is. I got it. So, so that one. 40 seconds. Yeah, so that was the video I put out where I caught the top, and I was showing people why it was the top, and I was dead on accurate with it. And then I had a video I put out, um, I had this capitulation ring that I've been talking about since May, and when we hit that ring, as soon as we hit that ring, we had a drop. And I, actually, I called the pump before that. I said we were going to pump from 9,500 9, all the way up to 12,000, and that video... You can look through it. I, I say it in the description, but I called that pump. We were in a yeah. It's it's uh the one that says possible Bitcoin pump to twelve thousand between July twenty fifth and July twenty seventh. That video was published on July twenty fourth. I called that pump from um from around nine thousand to twelve thousand. That happened, and then I called that when we got I called our target, which was twelve thousand. I said as soon as we cross this ring, we would be coming down. And our next target would be 9,500 or 9,600. And we hit that target exactly. And we, when, right when we crossed that ring to the dollar, it's, it's, not, it's not exactly what price we're at. Because I knew that our target was 12,000 because that's what the ring was. But when you approach the ring and you hit it, once you cross over, that's when it came down. So, you know, people are seeing these videos. And, I mean, these are big moves. You know, going from 9,000 to 12,000, calling that. And then calling from 12,000 back down and then saying once you hit that point, we're going to get a bounce to get back up. I mean, there's a lot of profit to be made, especially if people are doing leverage trading. So that's why people are paying for these charts. And that's why people are now wanting these charts for, um, you know, stocks and precious metals. So anyways, this was just a hobby. I did it because it was fun. And I did it because I just wanted to kind of kind of crack the code and just see if I could find a way to kind of, you know, kind of be ahead of the game. And it. It actually worked, so I started sharing it because I just thought it was kind of fun, and then realized, oh mm-hmm. wow, this is something that, um, you know, it, it just started going so fast. But why that's not start Steve. making a little profit off of it, right? So hey, Steve, other people benefit uh, from it. Steve, can you hear me? 
Oh, yeah, I, I heard from your dad that, that uh, you also wanted to give credit to Rose Lear and Al Jordan for, uh, or just the information that came from them about getting you into this hobby. Uh, I'm sorry? When you were on the call here before with Rose and, and you, you came on the call you know, for the first time, you know, what, last year or year before last? Yeah, I, I remember that call. Yeah, that was a good call. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Al Goldsleer uh, got his interest, everyone. So just think, think of the small things we do each day that yep. can lead to big things in the future. So for All credit, right. Al, and credit Rose. Yeah, help each other. Yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks for a good call. That was that was an awesome call. I I remember that. It was fun. Wow. Well, we're really proud of what you've done, Steve. It's so Absolutely, exciting. Man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Um, yeah, it's a it's a community. You know, a lot of people were a lot of people are into Bitcoin. You'd be surprised how many people just average every day. Just people you would expect to be in Bitcoin, but it is growing. But I think a lot of people are they think that it's going up when I think it's going to be going down. So I think a lot of people are going to lose some money that are still in it right now. I think it is going to hit a bottom, and then from there on out, it's it's going to go up. But I, I think a lot of people were are way too bullish. And what is that saying when everybody's greedy sell? I think that's um, right. that's what's happening right now again. I think this is like the second mini bubble. So, so just let fair, me, fair warning. Let me. Let My me, opinion, not financial advice. <laughs> let me ask you this, Steve. This is Rose Lear. Uh huh. So what you're saying is you're seeing in these circles that Bitcoin is going to come down and maybe as low as 8,000 and then it might go up a little bit again maybe to 10 but then it's going to drop way down right first target is 6,600 and then there's targets below that that could go at if, if this is a bear rally, suckers rally, which I believe it is, it can go lower than than our previous bottom, which was 3,100. And I think the lowest point we could possibly go would be 2,100. But I think a likely target is um, 4,100. And the reason, and, and another reason for this is because in 2000, if you look at the charts in 2013, when we put our first bottom in, our second bottom was 30% higher, exactly. And in 2015, when we put our second bottom in, it was 30% higher than our previous bottom. And if we put in a a second bottom in our current bear market, which I believe that we're still in a bear market, most people think we've already started a bull run, which I think they're they're mistaken. If we put in our second bottom, it'll be 30% higher, just like the previous two times, which would be around um, 4,100, 4,200 around that area. So this is this is twice it's already happened. This will be the third time, and this follows completely with um, how I have the charts laid out. But yeah, I, I think that a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of manipulation going on. This 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 is if you watch, if you actually trade, you'll notice that price goes up and down to liquidate longs and shorts, because that's how these exchanges make money. And you notice if, if longs are stacked, like if there's 70% longs and 30% shorts price will go um, down to liquidate those longs and vice versa. It is totally shake manipulated. Them out, shake them out, shake them out to, to generate fees. Yeah, well, so, I, I mean, that, that's how, I, yeah, but go ahead, I, go ahead with your question, sorry. Okay, so 
a reasonable person who knew and understood this would wait till they see that 4,500 mark and they would start buying Bitcoin on the way down to 4,100. Well, I, I think, and this is what I tell people that they're on my channel, um, it's possible. I, I do believe we're going down to 6,600. I, 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 we're, we're right now in a descending um, triangle. It's a very, in a very large structure going back for months. So, and we're getting near the apex of this right now. We're getting pretty close to it. So within the next few weeks, we're going to have a major move, either to the upside or the downside. Um, classical TA, most people believe they use EMA, exponential moving averages, and it happens to be one that's at a certain point where there was some recent trading activity, which is around the 8,000, 8,500 mark, possibly up to 9,000. So around that area, most classical TA, people are going to be buying at that point. And I think I'm calling that the second hoorah. That's where um, market makers and wells are going to push the price up. People are going to FOMO in thinking that the bull run, this is a normal retracement coming down 30 to 40 percent, which usually is a healthy, they think it's a healthy correction. It's going to push back up. I have, a res I have what was previously support around 10K is going to become resistance, very strong resistance. At that point, we're going to get topped out. It's going to come back down. I have all of the targets marked off one by one. And if you watch my videos, I show these targets that, that Bitcoin has, has hit every single one all the way back from, um, which is crazy, from back 2015 to our current market. Every time Bitcoin drops, it drops down to a certain line, follows up that line, then jumps to the next line above, and then follows that line, jumps to the line above that. And where we topped out happens to be another line in that pitchfork. And where we're currently finding support is the center line in that pitchfork connecting both bear markets. So I know that when we drop down, I know which line we're going to drop to. And if we drop further than that, I know the line below that. And one of those lines coincidentally happens to be around 4,200, which matches that 30% higher than the previous bottom. And if this is, uh, if you're familiar with Elliott Wave, if this is an actual bear rally, we can come down lower than our previous bottom, which would take us down to potentially uh, 2,100. So, and there is this possibility that if we break out of that um, descending triangle, which are descending, um, I guess it's a descending uh, wedge, but that's typically uh, a bearish pattern. But it is possible that we could break to the upside, and then I'm completely wrong. But you know, it's, it's going to be exciting times because something's going to happen soon. It's going to be major. I believe it's going to go to the downside. A lot of people think it's going to go to the upside. But most people believe it's going to go to the upside, and usually the contrarian is the one that's correct. So I'm just trying to warn people of the possibilities, and you know, I try to make it make sense to them. But this is a totally unregulated market right now. I mean, it's, it's the Wild West right now with, with these exchanges and these wells. And it doesn't take much money to move the market right now because there's not much volume. So everybody listening to you is making money if they if they pay attention, from what I could tell. Well, well, what I'm telling people is 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 don't be greedy. If you're happy with you know if it drops down to six thousand six hundred, it's possible it might not go lower than that. So if you want to buy there, my my plan is I'm waiting to find out where the bottom is, I, and it's potentially anywhere from six thousand six hundred down to two thousand and one hundred. So I'm going to keep watching. I'm going to wait till it comes down. When it bottoms out, I'm going to buy there and hold on to it for probably the next three years. Because if you understand how cycles work, you, you, have, a, you have a bear market. Um, 
you have a bull run, and when you have a bull run, it's slow and boring for probably two two years, maybe longer, at least with Bitcoin. They're taking longer and longer between cycles. It's going to be really slow, and it's just going to be kind of flat, going up and down. There might be some volatility. And then you get to a point where you have a parabolic run, where, you, you, where it goes up to a peak really fast. And then you have another bear market where it drops down, you have little rallies, and then it starts all over again. For us to get into our next bull run, you have to wait. It's going to take years and years and years. And people get all excited about these, these this institutional money coming in and these, com- these companies like BAC and these futures or whatever. They're just in it because of the volatility to take retail money. And also another reason I think it needs to come down is because fresh money needs to come in that these institutions are actually taking, taking retail money. If there's no fresh money to take, you know, to take, then they have no money to profit from. It's not sustainable. So it needs to come down because everybody, myself, everybody else, when we hit those lows, will be buying back in. It'll bring fresh money into the market, and you know, then the, the, the whole thing can start all over again. But yeah, I, I've really been getting into it with, you know, I got a Discord where we all talk about ideas and, and different things. So, but yeah, I, I have a different look of Bitcoin than some people probably have. Some people are really bullish about it and say it's the new digital gold and it's the new thing. But I, I hate to say it, Bitcoin does not have much utility. I mean, there's there's altcoins that perform way better than than Bitcoin. They're faster. They like XR- a lot of I know that. XRP is faster than Bitcoin. Litecoin's faster than Bitcoin. The thing is, Bitcoin is everybody thinks that they can get rich on Bitcoin. And that is why people get into Bitcoin to get rich, to ride it up to the, as high as it can go and be the first one to get out before it tanks. So you're not, you know, holding bags all the way down to the bottom. So that's what I'm gonna do. And wait till it gets to the bottom, buy in, wait till everybody rides it up to the top you know, and ride up with them and then get the hell out. So, yeah, that's my plan to buy see, the bottom. And I think the do bottom's you ever coming. See, Go ahead. Yeah, do you ever see a point where, I mean, I know the blockchain's going to be around forever. Do you ever see a point where Bitcoin ends and is no longer viable uh, for people to put their money into? You know, I... Or is that hard, that's I, hard to yeah. predict, probably. I, I, think, I think Bitcoin... <laughs> Maybe at some point it might, when, when there's some more regulations and it can be stable, when, when, when it's adopted, when, when you can go to places, you know, like Amazon, I know there's some places where you can use um, Bitcoin to buy stuff. There's a lot of nefarious things you can use to buy, you know, use Bitcoin to buy things that's, you know, legal. But, but when it's adopted, when it's, when it's adopted, like, you know, mass adopted where you can access it and buy things at Bitcoin and it becomes stable and it's not so volatile, you know, then it could be something that could grow, I think. But right now, it, it's just it's just a way to take other people's money. It's just taking retail money. That's all it is. I, I think the worst thing to happen to Bitcoin is leverage trading. You know, once I mean, that started when we were at the peak of 20,000. Because Wells, are you familiar with Wells in the market that have that hold a lot of Bitcoin and can move the market in one way or the other? Any of you all familiar with that? It's basically manipulation. Yes, China. China, right? No, I'm talking about indi- yeah. Yeah, maybe, but individuals, they can, they can wait. And this is what I think is happening. We're getting to a point. These rings pretty much show this manipulation that's going on. So what I think is happening is they're getting to a point where these wells are going to short the market. They're, they're, they're going to leverage to a short position. They're going to sell, tank the market down to a certain point, take their profit, and then buy back in at the bottom. So I, I believe that is right. what's going to happen. Right. 
Yeah, that's a guess true. So, uh, but if you know how to play it. The top, the top in Bitcoin occurred at about the exact same time that futures came out here in Chicago on, on Bitcoin. Is that true? That, that is correct. And that is why it killed Bitcoin. That, I mean, I'm still not saying it killed it permanently, but I'm saying that's that's when that's when it started dropping because people could make money yeah. shorting it for the for, for it dropping, yeah. and there was a lot more. There was there were few individuals that held a lot of Bitcoin, and they could control the market. So yeah, I mean, it's just same with the economy. You know, the the one percent have all the wealth; <laughs> they have a lot of power. But when when I do think the good thing that's going with Bitcoin does crash down to those lower prices. That means a lot more people will have, um, you know, a part of the pie. So it'll be it'll be more, um, what I guess, was it decentralized? And is is that the proper word for it? So more people have a piece of it. So it's not just you know a select yeah. few that control it. I think that would be a good thing for Bitcoin. Right now, there's just there's just there's too few that own too much that can control the market. Until that until that's taken care of, until that's you know, they take the profit and get out. I think it's it's going to continue to go down because right now it's it's heavily well, this, manipulated. This, this, That's this what I was looking for. Yellow brick road is heading down, then, Steve. It In my opinion, yes. And, and 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 buy at the bottom sounds good to me. <laughs> that that's my plan. But, you know, right. if it shoots up, then I guess I was wrong. But I guess we'll have to see what happens. But my guess is in probably the next three months, we're going to find out how low we go. All okay. right. All right. Al, yeah. final comments? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with Steve. I agree with Steve completely about what his analysis is right on. Um, well, thank you. I think that there are other... There are there are other there are other cryptocurrencies that you could you could work with like Litecoin, um, like like uh, you know uh, XRP that kind of thing. So I think that that's the kind of thing you want to work with. Well, know? they're instant. I mean, if I if I get a donation or someone sends that, it's instant. You send Bitcoin, you got to wait a while. And you know, I, right. I it's just but but Bitcoin is king. That's what people want to invest in because they want to get rich. It's just it's a speculation. And that's why everybody's jumping on board. So hey, jump on board with them and just make sure that you're you're making smart trades and you're not buying the top. Make sure you're buying the bottoms. And that that's why institutional right. money is getting in for the volatility because it's up and down. See, it's exciting. More people are losing money, but if you're smart, you can make money with it. And with leverage trading, you can make a lot of money, but at the same time, you can lose everything you have. So yeah. But yeah, sounds, that's sounds good. Fun stuff. Steve, Gosh, we'll what stay it... in touch with you. We'll stay in touch with you and follow this as we go along. Thanks to you, Al, Rose, Bill, and, and uh, we'll, we'll periodically touch base with you guys. Sounds uh, good. Y'all have a good one. Feedback. All right. Yeah, Thanks, it's Steve. such a treat to have you, Steve. So great Thanks to hear you. Thanks for having me. Really it's nice to be on the call. Really Second time talented. now. <laughs> I, yeah, I we love it. Thank you. All right. Thanks have a good one. Steve. Really yep. appreciate it. Yep. You have a good Bye. one, too. Hey, Al? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be such yeah. a stranger. <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> I keep I keep emailing you saying, if the spirit moves you, pick up the phone. But <laughs> evidently, the spirit finally moved you to come on. Oh, man. It came out of hibernation. <laughs> right. Al, I'm so glad you're, you're, you're not 
you know, your health is, is, is stabilized. Uh, I know you had some, some of those difficulties. And, and please, everyone, pray for Al's continued rebound in his health. Uh, it's really important. Uh, we can't take our health for granted. Uh, so many strange things happen to so many people. Cancer is always out there. We are lucky to have each other on this call in this community for as long as we have. We've seen a lot of people come and go. We don't want to see any more of our, our family members uh, disappear. We lost a big one, Al, a couple of weeks ago. A Dixie, Dixie Angel passed away. Right. Right. I know. All right. Have a good night, guys. All right. Hey, Al. <laughs> we love you, Al. Love you, Al. Love you, too. Take yeah, care. Bye-bye. Love you, too. Best Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. I will. Al. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah. She can't hang up yet. <laughs> you have to you have to talk to my husband. <laughs> Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. I gotta go now. I gotta go. Talk to you later. Okay. Good night, Al. All God right. bless you. Good night, Good night Al. Al. Good. Bye-bye. See ya. All right, everyone. Okay, next week, uh we have the eve of the the the, the big massive uh Area fifty one, storming area fifty one. Remember we said we were gonna do this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And James Jager was going to come on and, and pay us a visit. Yep. So we have to honor that commitment. I'm going to be in touch with James Jager. So next next Thursday night is going to be the eve of storming Area 51 the next day. Whatever happens, uh, happens. The following week, hopefully Bob Schultz will be on the following Thursday, uh, September 26th. So mark that on your calendars. Bob will be back. Awesome. Good deal. All right. Great. Thank you, Dee Dee. Thank you, Steve Rose. Thank you, Bill, in the background. Thank you. And the best of Steve Jr. Awesome stuff. Great research, everyone. Thank you, yeah. guys. Thank you, Fred. See you next week. Be safe. God bless. Okay. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Bye. Over and out. <laughs> what a great call. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.